Welcome to the Contact Center Cactus Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Malvin, coming to you from sunny Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm your co-host, Jake Ayan, from Dumaguete City, Philippines. I'm a serial entrepreneur, started my first business 10 years ago, and six LLCs later, I started PacBiz Contact Center Outsourcing in 2015. Today, we have over 200 employees growing. And I'm the operations manager here in PacBiz, and I've been working with Eric since 2014, and I grew as the company grew. So whether you're looking to outsource for the first time, whether you manage a contact center, or you're just looking to improve your customer experience, we'll be covering topics for you. So business managers, operations managers, business owners, this is for you, so make sure to subscribe. Welcome to our very first episode. This, uh, this show is really for people who manage call centers, they are business owners or uh, operations managers who are looking to outsource. You guys are having trouble hiring, having trouble with training, the turnover, and you're looking to fix that because your business isn't growing or you're looking to improve the customer experience and you manage mm-hmm. a call center and you've been stuck. Uh, or uh, yeah, some of those things like that, right? Anything else, yep. Jake? <laughs> yeah, just to give you an idea of what it looks like, you know, working uh, for to outsource uh, to a call center, and yeah, we we can, uh, you know, most of the time, uh, the role of uh, PacBiz or is to help uh, to help the companies, you know, to focus on something else, not the, not with the uh, uh, call center where they can uh, grow their business. So we're excited to talk about this. We got tons of experience. Uh, Jake and I have been working mm-hmm. together for almost 10 years running a call center. And so uh, what I was thinking was for our very first uh, first episode or two, I wanted to share the PacBiz story with you guys because I think every time I tell it to people, they tell me this is an amazing story. And uh, uh, so I tell people individually, so I thought, why not tell the world through a podcast? The first episode, first episode or two, uh, is the PacBiz story and how we came to be and how we existed. And Jake is a huge part of that. And so I'm going to have him share some uh, some of his side of the story. And, uh, of course, I am too. So uh, to tell the PacBiz story, i got to go back uh, to elementary school. I was five years old because... Everyone always asks me, how did you get to start a call center or run a call center and have all these employees? And that's like so many people and so much to manage. Yes, it is. But, you know, you don't get there overnight. You start when you're five. By uh, my first business I started was a a Lego city I built. And uh, not only did I build a Lego city, I charged my parents admission to go look at the Lego city. And so uh, I had a whiteboard I even wrote and I even did dynamic pricing. So if you came during the daytime, it was one price. If you came on nights and weekends, it was another price. Where I got these ideas from, I have no idea. Looking back, I didn't know anything about dynamic pricing. (laughs) But uh, that was the very first business and uh, in for me, and it was it led to a series of businesses. Uh, I had something called Kobe's Card Check in my backyard, bought and sold sports mm. cards. Um, right around the time Kobe Bryant was a rookie, and so I actually have some pretty valuable Kobe Bryant rookie cards that uh, I do not plan on doing anything with <laughs> uh, because of that experience. But uh, I have my business card. I made business cards, and this was like around sixth grade. Uh, wow. I went on to make uh, CD mixes in high school, sold those when Napster first came out and CD burners first came out. And uh, I made t-shirts, worked with a print shop in town and uh, designed different t-shirts and sold them to all the people in high school. And uh, it was pretty good side money. Uh, I think I was making like 50% margins on the shirts, so not bad. There's no overhead. It was just me and uh, 
no no warehouse or anything. <laughs> a lot, things are a lot simpler when you're uh, uh, just in high school. But mm-hmm. fast forward, uh, I don't want to tell you my whole life story, but there's a lot of interesting little businesses I started. But the very first true business is um, TrueCap. It's the taxi business. And so 10 years ago, I took my last paycheck from my last job. I was working at Yelp, and I used it to get a loan for the very first taxi. And so we got uh, these red, bright red taxis. We had free coffee and donuts if you were going to the airport in the morning before 9 a.m. We had Verizon tablets in the back. You could watch Netflix, check your email, watch YouTube, play music through the Bluetooth sound system. This is in 2012. Like Lyft and Uber, they were doing this stuff three, four years later. Mm. Um, But we were doing it. We had the first taxi app in Arizona in 2012. And uh, this little tiny company that had like three or four cabs at the time was trying to take Uber head on. Uh, yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> yeah, one of the oh, drivers man. actually, uh, you know, talked to me about Uber, but there was no name. She just said that, uh, you know, what's coming up? There's, you know, they're contacting drivers and, you know, uh, there's something big coming up. And yeah, that's, that's where Uber was uh, uh, introduced to, to me. I mean, yeah, from a taxi driver that uh, you know, I felt uh, th- threatened by uh, by that uh, you know rumors, and yeah, it was yeah, it was really really true that uh, it uh, it would really uh, it took over some part of uh, the businesses, and yeah, that, that's uh, one of the uh, the business that uh, they took over was you know the company that uh, we. We work for. Yeah, you know, and what's interesting, I maybe you don't remember this, Jake, but you know, when we started the taxi business, we were actually one of the first people in Arizona, probably in the country, to work with Uber. Uh, at mm. the time, they were only working with um, like limo companies, and we started a because <laughs> PackBiz is like the sixth business I started, so it wasn't like taxi pack this it was uh there's several series of businesses that led to the call center but Mm -hmm. uh the second business we started with a a limo company so we could pick people up at the airport so we had a lincoln navigator and uh it was like a 2005 lincoln navigator this is like 2012 2013 uh so it's like almost 10 years old uber at the they got really strict and they would have never accepted vehicles like that but at the time they're like you have a working vehicle, come on in, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. work with you. So, uh, yeah. yeah, crazy stuff. Uh, so we did work with them. And then they changed your pivoting. You know, we talked about that. You pivot. Uh, they pivoted big time. They went from working with limos and you're, you get a black car. To, like for my wedding in 2013, we used Uber to get a black car and we didn't have to book a limo ahead of time. It just used that. It was great. But they went to private vehicles and the model that they're in today. And yeah. uh, and that changed everything. And it changed, you know, stuff for our industry. We had to get out of taxi. We were losing money. And that's that's actually how we started PackBiz because we were working with another taxi company in town. And when we were too busy, we'd give them calls. And uh, so when I told them, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm, we're shutting down. This isn't working. Uh, he offered me a job. And they uh, he also said, well, what about your call center agents? They sound great. I've, I've talked to them on the phone. Why don't you bring them on into our office here in Phoenix and we'll interview them And because uh, we could use some people in our office. And that's when I told them, like, well, I'd love to, but 
where are you, Jake? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to uh, be able to hop on a plane to Phoenix to start a job? No. <laughs> so. Yeah, and um, yeah, I can. I, uh, you know, the way I imagine things, you know, it's inevitable. Like uh, this is the direction that we're we're supposed to be going. You know, the timing of Uber at that time was, you know, that that gave us an opportunity to uh, to evolve into a different business, and here we are now. And uh, yeah, what what would it, I mean? What could have been if you know we continue with that uh, taxi business? Uh, you know, it's you know who knows. But you know, this is the direction that we're supposed to go. So uh, yeah, I think this is uh, yeah we're on the right path. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we're thinking too. We're like, oh gosh, this, we own this taxi company. It's the cabs are falling apart. The drivers in the summertime here in Phoenix are struggling. Like this isn't working. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so coming up next, we're, we're getting close to wrapping up our first episode here. So coming up next, next week, we're going to talk about PacBiz and the growth of PacBiz and how we went from Jake and his like three coworkers, three or four coworkers to what we have today, over 200 people. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting. So, um, uh, I think, yeah, uh, so, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh. You know the growth of the company, uh, as well as the growth of the clients that we have. You know there, there there will be a lot of stories that we can tell, and you know just uh, stay tuned for the next episodes. Yeah, I'm excited because PacBiz is an awesome story of you know amazing, amazing talented people, personal growth, um, and their core values. So uh, I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Contact Center Cactus Chat. I'm again Eric Malvin. And this is Jay Kayan. All right. And we'll see you next week.